I could really make Gettysburg the college experience that I wanted. And that's kind of <laughs> why I chose Gettysburg. And I tell prospective students that that's one of the greatest things about Gettysburg is everything you want to achieve is possible here. Hi, and welcome to Conversations Beneath the Cupola, a Gettysburg College podcast. I'm Bob Giuliano, president of the college and your host. As we record this, it's finals week, and the class of 2021 is turning in their capstone projects, their end of semester papers, and taking, well, their final set of finals. They'll soon be donning their caps and gowns as we come together as a community to celebrate this defining moment in their lives. And it's clear that there is much to celebrate. Throughout their four years at Gettysburg, our seniors have been active and involved across the campus and in the community. They've challenged themselves to try new things and to explore new perspectives. They've unearthed and energetically pursued their passions, and all the while, they've laid the foundation for a lifetime of meaningful work and service. In short, they've forged their own path and left the college better than they found it. They're now poised to do that for the broader world into which they will be graduating. Joining me today are three remarkable members of the class of 21, Gesu Bajrachara, Megan Keene, and Shanze Server. These students are remarkable in their own right and also representative of the talents and ambitions of their fellow classmates. In our conversation, I'll be asking our soon-to-be alumni to reflect on their time at Gettysburg College, sharing the lessons they've learned, the people and the moments that shaped them, and how they plan to leverage their Gettysburg education to make a difference in the world and more. So you guys are now about to embark on that next big chapter in your life, whatever it means to have a life after Gettysburg. Um, but I'm curious about what got you to Gettysburg in the first instance. And so, um, Shansei, why don't we start with you as an international student? How did you find Gettysburg and um, uh, what drew you here in the first instance? Sure. So for me personally, I always wanted to travel. And I think that study abroad is just such a unique opportunity to see more of the world and meet people from all kinds of different cultures. And while I was making my decision between different colleges, Gettysburg just stood out as a place which has a very close-knit community environment. And over these four years, while reflecting on them, I've made some great relationships with professors and friends. So I know that I definitely made the right decision to come over here. So you were coming from Pakistan. Yes, that is correct. Had you been um, to the United States previously? I had never been out of the country before, so it was actually my first time moving to a different place. Um, I came alone, so that was a different experience in itself. And it was really nerve-wracking in the beginning, but the moment I landed on campus, I remember Brad was there to greet me, and you were just immediately surrounded by so many friends and people who really want to get to know you and who just really help you along the way. So at first, it was a little intimidating, but I very quickly um, got acclimated to campus. Yeah, so you're coming from Nepal. How did you find Gettysburg College? Um, so for me, I think I have to give you a bit of a background story. So I started playing piano at the age of seven. And um, there isn't much of a piano scene, uh, scene back in Nepal. So I've always wanted to come to the U.S. and it never really worked out. Um, and as you know, time went on, I started realizing there were other things besides music that I liked doing. Especially in high school, there was this research project that I wanted to do with, with garlic and bacteria. And 
you know, uh, my high school didn't really have labs for us to do that experiment. So I started reaching out to universities nearby. And one of the universities actually in Nepal accepted my proposal to do this research in one of their labs. And like doing that research in one of their labs, like just made me realize oh, how much I want to do more of this. And like to really get to do more of this and get to get a lot of opportunities in research would be in the US. So, but at the same time, I didn't want to leave behind, you know, my music. I wanted to still carry on that music with me. So I started looking for colleges that had both, you know, the combination of music and, and a research side. And so I was looking at like liberal arts colleges with, you know, a good science department and also a conservatory. And there were not many. And Gettysburg was one of the few, you know, top ones. And it's, I think that is pretty unique for Gettysburg. And uh, yeah, that's why I decided to come here. One of the defining aspects of our conservatory, at least as it's been described to me, is that um, our students are really fully integrated into the liberal arts and sciences as well. Um, and you talked about your desire to both pursue your interest in science and your interest in music and do it in a way that was integrated. Has that actually been the experience that you've had over the course of your time here? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of my friends who are in the conservatory have another major or minor outside of the conservatory, which is really cool to see. So it, everybody is always involved in something different, which is pretty cool. And um yeah, I mean, for, for me, it has been, yeah, my, my life has been pretty diverse in terms of like my academics. I'm always jumping around between buildings, between, between Schmucker and the Science Center. And uh, yeah, both of the, uh, all the professors in both of the, you know, in the conservatory as well as in the sciences are very helpful. And, you know, they try to accommodate me as much as possible to make sure that I am able to succeed in both areas. I've had the opportunity to hear you play the piano. So obviously your musicality has continued to be important to you and really your talent is remarkable. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, Megan, how about you? Where's home and how did you find your way to Gettysburg? Yeah, so I live um, north of Boston and kind of similar to what Shanze was saying, I came to Gettysburg with an interest in not only swimming, I'm a swimmer, and I really wanted to go to a school that I was able to do that, but also the study abroad program really drew me to Gettysburg because um, when I first came, they continued to tell me, regardless of if you're an athlete or you're in the conservatory, everyone can study abroad, like we'll work with you. You could do <laughs> a J term or a summer program, a full year, whatever you want. And so that really kind of drew me to Gettysburg. And then once I came on campus and met some of the students and just heard them talk about just their love of Gettysburg and how involved they were, that's something that really sealed the deal for me because um, as, as you may know, I'm pretty involved in just being in a lot of clubs and organizations, being an athlete, but also having the academic programs that I could kind of study also what I was interested in. I could really make Gettysburg the college experience that I wanted. And that's kind of why I chose Gettysburg. And I tell prospective students that that's one of the greatest things about Gettysburg is everything you want to achieve is possible here. And there's a club or an organization for you to join or even start if you if it doesn't exist already. So just all of the opportunities that Gettysburg has to offer was truly what 
<laughs> what did it for me? <laughs> so it wasn't even on my radar that I wanted to study abroad. And um, in my sophomore year, I joined the Res Life team. And Shanzi is also in Res Life, so she knows this. But uh, we had our, our supervisor, Andy Heilman, like I was talking to him one day and I was telling him about, and he was like asking me if I wanted to study abroad ever. And it, it was such a strange question to me because <laughs> I did, never thought I was able to study abroad. I was like, I looked at him like, oh, how am I going to be able to study abroad? You know, because I have so many requirements. And he was like, you'll be able to study abroad. And like I, after the conversation, I didn't even think about it. And later on, he like tells me, oh, you'll be able to study abroad in these countries. And like he he like like he told me about them and I started like doing more research on them. And then I figured I figured it out, you know, somehow like made it possible. Uh, like I shifted my classes around. So I ended up going to Vienna where I was able to take a lot of the music classes and take a lot of my music requirements there as well, which helped a lot. And yeah, it was crazy, but it, it was a great experience. All three of you reflect something I've also learned quickly in my time at Gettysburg, which is students don't do one thing here. They don't even do two things here or even three things here. Um, the amount of the activities that you guys get involved in um, leaves me awed at your time management skills and just the scope of your interests. So one of the things we hope is that when you come to a place like Gettysburg, something sparks in you that maybe you didn't anticipate a new interest and avocation and aspiration. Has that been the case for any of the three of you? That is, did your plans change from the time that you came in to the times that you're, leave, that you're leaving or even just your, your hopes for yourself or the things that really motivate you? So how, in a sense, have you changed by virtue of your time here? can talk a little bit about that. So from high school, I was always passionate about economics, which is one of my majors over here. But the great thing about a liberal arts education is that it really challenges you to take classes in different departments. And after taking a couple of political science and history classes, I found out that I'm really passionate about international affairs. And I was introduced to that program. And the great thing about that program is that I knew that it would deepen my understanding of global issues and create a greater awareness of what is happening beyond borders. And had I been at any other college, I don't think I would have been able to pursue both my interests in finance and also in international affairs and being in Gettysburg just allowed me to do that. That's great. What about either of you, Megan or Gesu? Coming into Gettysburg, I had an interest in marine science. That's kind of my focus in the classroom. But it was my experiences outside the classroom that kind of helped define what I want to do in the future. So um, once COVID hit, I kind of had my plan, per se, um, taken away because I had my internship that was canceled. There was supposed to be field work. Can't do that during a global pandemic. Um, and I was sent kind of into my bedroom, <laughs> my childhood bedroom to do research on whales, which I never thought I'd do. But it was in that moment where I was like, I can define my Gettysburg career by what I do after this moment. So I became very, very involved, including doing the College Life Advisory Committee. So we talked a lot about um, the COVID mitigation plan on campus and how to get students to comply because in the fall, it did not go so well. Um, to say the least. And so um, just that kind of work where you are given a problem and have kind of no solution to it and you have to come up with a solution 
really sealed the deal for me to go into the consulting field, which I had never considered before this year. So that was a really cool experience because not only was it challenging and kind of put me outside of my comfort zone, but I realized that not only do I have this passion for the marine ecosystems, but I also love solving problems in any shape or form they come in. So yeah, the COVID pandemic definitely (laughs) changed my plan, but I think it was for the better. And I met tons of great people through that experience and continued to grow as a Gettysburg student in ways that I had never predicted would happen. (laughs) So let me thank you, Megan, because obviously the spring semester, I think, was a went as well as we could have hoped it was going to go on campus. And that didn't happen by accident. It happened in part because of the systems in place, but also in part because of the work that you, the students did, the way you all approached it. So I'm incredibly grateful for that. And as we're recording this, what we are five days left uh, before the students, the seniors graduate, all of you graduate. And so it really is a testament to um, really good work by a lot of people. So Megan, thank you for your leadership uh, in in this. I guess, so what about you? Did your views of yourself and your aspirations changed by virtue of your time here? I wouldn't say they changed. I, I would say that they got solidified more. I, I knew what I wanted to do coming in. I knew that I wanted to be involved in research. And I got to do that right off the bat in my first year, being involved with this class with bacteriophages, which is uh, bacteriophages are essentially viruses that attack bacteria. And in my first year, we could apply into this class um, of essentially 16 students who would be very research driven and would do research with bacteriophages. And um, yeah, that, that was that was really just one of the experience that really like I could look back on and say, oh, I really like that. And, you know, I want to do more of that. And um, like experiences like those, I feel like helps uh, really solidify the fact that I do really want to do research and go into that in the future. You know, the, you're both in a sense saying very similar things, but in different spheres. Kasu, I'm hearing you say that you really had the opportunity to do hands-on research in a way that may not have been possible a lot of other places. And that helped you understand better this interest that you had and solidified, as you said, your interest. Megan, you're talking about the opportunity to influence the course of the college and to be actively engaged um, in that sphere as well, and the way it affected the um, your perception, perception of what you wanted to do. And I've come to learn that that's, that's also characteristic of the college, that we give students a lot of opportunities to just get their hands a little dirty uh, and to learn by virtue of that about themselves. Shenzhen, I see you're nodding your head a little bit. Have you had that experience as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think being a Gettysburg it's such a small community that you immediately are challenged to get out of your comfort zone and embed yourself in experiences that you otherwise would not um, have challenged yourself to pursue. And for me personally, there are so many experiences and so many people I can credit for that and my experiences in res life or whether it was the summer on campus that I did research. Um, I don't think if I had been at a bigger university that I would have had a chance to do all of these things. And for me, it's really incredible to see the growth in myself from um, the shy person that I was in my first year to the person that I've become in my senior year. So I I don't mean to put you guys on the spot, but if there's one thing that you're most proud about over your four years and 
the college, what would it be? I think uh, for me, my dream has had like coming from Nepal, my dream had always been to play with an orchestra. And uh, I never got to do that in Nepal. And I always had wanted to do that. But even in um, when I came to Gettysburg, I never actually got to play with the orchestra. I, I mean, I played with the wind symphony, but it wasn't with, you know, strings. It wasn't with, you know, a full orchestra. And um, so I got this, uh, my, my teacher told me about this opportunity to compete in the Sunderman Conservatory Concerto Competition in my sophomore year. And I started working towards that goal, not really, uh, not really thinking that um, I had the chance to win it because we we have a lot of good musicians in the conservatory, and they're really strong. All my peers are really good musicians. So, and the competition was in the, at the end of my sophomore year, and it ended up somehow winning it. And the the prize of the winning the competition really is you you get to play with the orchestra, and that's what I got to do in my junior fall and. All of my friends were there, you know, all the closest people in the Gettysburg community to me were there supporting me in the audience uh, in the Majestic Theater. And f- after I like co- finished my playing my concerto, like seeing all of them like cheer me and like it was real, it was a really cool experience. And that is like by far the fondest memory that I have here. I was in the audience at that um, at that event and it really was remarkable. So um, uh, it's one of the things I love about the uh, college, how music permeates all of what we do here as well. Well, congratulations. Uh, Megan, what about you? So my proudest accomplishment, I think, would be my undergraduate honors thesis. I, <laughs> I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do for research. And because it's a year-long commitment, over a year-long commitment, I didn't know if I was, <laughs> it was for me. <laughs> so one of my advisors pushed me and was like, no, like, let's find a topic that you're interested in and I'll be here. We'll do it together. And she really supported me. And just, I'm finishing that up now, but just to be able to present it to the faculty and all my friends and just see all of my hard work pay off was really special. And it's like the product that I'm coming up with is something that hopefully is publishable in a pretty big journal. So I'm really, really proud of that. And coming from last year where I was like, maybe not for me, probably not to I'm presenting this at a big conference, a worldwide conference in June, just to have that transformation and even to get into that conference is huge. So I know that the research that I'm doing is going to help people. And that's something that I'm really, really proud of. (laughs) What was the, what is the topic uh, that you've been working on? Yeah. So my thesis is about ecosystem trade-offs within marine protected areas. So I look at whether level of protection, um, the strictness of protection and fishing effort has an impact on the tourism value within protected areas to help influence uh, management strategies because a big thing right now is protecting not only the marine ecosystem, but terrestrial ecosystems. And right now there's kind of a lack of research in how is the best way to go about it. So my faculty advisor, Natasha, she did her, I think her postdoc research was on this. And I actually studied abroad and worked in a marine protected area. So that's kind of where interests meshed. And 
Yeah. So I'm looking at a couple of the trade-offs to help decide kind of what's important on more of a local level, because as you all know, (laughs) economics really drive these things. And if there isn't some kind of economic benefit, it might not (laughs) end up being as beneficial as possible in the um, environmental realm. So that's why I was looking at that. And I'm presenting at um, a conference that is all about aquatic sciences. So there's going to be some more research also in the subject too, but not exactly what I looked at. (laughs) Well, congratulations. It also says something else uh, in both of your comments underscore this. And that is another theme that I see here is the belief our faculty has in our students in turns inspires our students to believe they can do more than they otherwise thought they could do. Whether it's competing as a sophomore in a music competition you didn't think you could win, or getting um, getting you to write a thesis that you weren't so sure you wanted to write, and lo and behold, now it's getting published. I think that's also very emblematic of who we are as a college. Shansei, how about you? What is the, as you look back over these four years that are soon to end, um, what are you proudest about? I think similar to Megan's, I would say that my proudest moment is definitely being able to do an independent research project through the Colby Fellowship. I still remember the 10 weeks that I spent on campus during the summer where I did nothing but research on the U.S.-China trade war, and I was looking at the impacts of tariffs in the solar panel industry. And it was just such a rewarding experience because it helped me prepare for capstones this semester. And it made me excited for somewhere down the line to be able to apply to graduate school. Excellent. So we can't go throughout this conversation without talking about COVID-19, of course. And Megan, you've introduced the topic a little bit. Um, How has COVID-19 influenced your time at the college and has there been anything, and Megan, you've already alluded to this, has there any, been anything good that's come out of this that you hope to take with you uh, when you graduate? I think one thing that the pandemic taught me is definitely the importance of community and just how much you miss that community when it's no longer there. Um, I was one of the few international students on campus last summer when there were flight restrictions and I was unable to go back home. So that experience was really isolating because suddenly all my friends and professors are no longer on campus. And it just made me realize that it's such a privilege to be on campus when you're surrounded by your friends and professors who are there to encourage and support you through your college journey. You know, we talk a lot about the importance of community here um, and talk a lot about how a defining aspect of any residential liberal arts college is the residential experience. And I think we have all learned um, just how precious that is as it's been disrupted over the course of the last three semesters. Gasu, do you have any reflections on what the pandemic has meant to your four years here? The pandemic has meant to my four years here. That's a big question. Uh, I mean, I mean, I feel like I haven't let the pandemic affect me as much, even though, you know, um, even though it's kind of right in your face. But um, I don't know, it it hasn't. I mean, the only thing I feel like the pandemic has taught me, I would say, is um, the importance of family, because um, when I like came to college here, I never really spent time with them after that, because I would always like try to take internships after, you know, after the year ended. And, um, and so it, there was 
there wasn't a time where I was with all four of them, uh, with uh, or, or, or all three of them in my family. And um, so just being with them again, just reminded me how much I missed that and, um, and how much I want to be part of that again. And just, yeah, just, just that, I guess. When was the last time you were able to go home? Uh, the pandemic made me get, go home again. So, um, so I hadn't gone home before that. And I was in Vienna actually when I was sent home mid semester. And, um, so yeah, I went home after like two and a half years. So for the and first time. Shanzane, when was the last time you managed to get home? Um, so thankfully I was able to go home this past winter break, but it was quite an ordeal wearing your masks and just being at the airports and, you know, you're worried about being um, getting COVID, but, you know, you also really just want to be with your family. So it was a really difficult decision, but um, I'm glad that I was able to go home. I'm glad to hear that. I know I was talking to some other international students who haven't been home for years. So as you guys, again, reflect on these four years here, what does it mean to be a Gettysburgian? Um, and if you were to be giving advice to incoming first years, what would you say to them about the community they're joining? I remember freshman year sitting at convocation and JMR said, if I had some piece of advice, it would be to go outside your comfort zone because that's what makes a Gettysburg experience. And I would honestly tell anyone looking at Gettysburg or first year students, that would be my one piece of advice is try everything that interests you. And some things might not work out, but many times it does, or it gets you exposed to something else that you're interested in. And the Gettysburg community is so strong and so willing to help you. So just try to take every single opportunity that's given to you and run with it. Because as we found in the COVID-19 pandemic, sometimes those things can just disappear. So every opportunity really seize the moment and do things that you never thought that you were going to do, like research or study abroad or join the conservatory. <laughs> some clubs, become a leader of a club, join a club, start a club, any of that, I think is really what makes the Gettysburg experience so great and makes a well-rounded student that is really ready to make an impact in the job field when they graduate. Couldn't agree more. A little bit of risk-taking is an essential aspect of being a, uh, a good student and really getting the fullest out of the four years that uh, a student's here. Shenze, how about you? What advice would you have to the incoming first years, believe it or not, the class of 2025 is on the horizon. Um, I would say definitely, like Megan said, be open to new experiences. I think it's comfortable when we come to college to want to stay in our own groups, whether it's a sport or a club. But the more that we push ourselves to meet new people, we get to listen to their stories and experiences and just learn more about so many different cultures. And that's such an amazing thing because you're at a place where you might meet somebody who's from a totally different culture, from a totally different country, and it, you might not get that opportunity um, where you come from. So just push yourself to go out of your comfort zone and be open to lots of different experiences. Yes, Sue, what about you? Wow, I feel old giving advice to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens one year at a time. Yeah, but I would say, you know, if you want to accomplish something and you know if you truly like want it there is going to be opportunities out there for you and you just have to seek them out and just be re really ready to like grab it 
I think you're all giving a sense the same advice, which is um, recognize that the opportunities at a place like this are many. And because of the scale that we're at, we're not so big, we're not so small. Uh, you really have the chance to do different things and to get engaged. And Megan, as you've been saying, and if you don't find something that, if something's not there that you want to do, create it. And you have the opportunity to do that here. Okay, last set of questions. And so what comes next? Um, what do you guys have in store? And I'm curious to know whether you think that the college has well prepared you for that. Sure. So um, I'll be working as a client service associate with Morgan Stanley. And actually how I found out about this position was through an alumni who works over there. So a big shout out to the Gettysburg Network, who has been really supportive throughout the recruiting process and throughout the interview process. Um, I'm just really excited to start this next phase of my life. And will that be in New York? Um, it will be in Maryland. Okay. And uh, what about, do you feel like you're well prepared by virtue of your Gettysburg education, or are you just going to have to wait and see once that first day of work comes, comes before you? I guess I'll have to wait and see, but <laughs> <laughs> I do think Gettysburg has prepared me a lot. Just, just thinking back to classes and just, you know, being asked to volunteer for presentations or my time in different offices, whether that was res life or admissions. Um, I think I'm, I think I should be okay. <laughs> I think you will as well. As I talk to our graduates, um, they almost to a person talk about um, once they realize that they're there, um, they really feel like they're able to take it on. That the, that the responsibility they've had as students translates well into the responsibilities they're going to have uh, in the workforce as well. Gasu, what about you? What's next for you? I'll be moving to San Francisco. I'll be working at a biopharmaceutical company over there called NGM Biopharmaceutical. I'll be working as a research associate in their antibody engineering team. What does this mean for the piano? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not like quitting it or anything. It's just going to be on the side. I mean, I also want to, you know, be uh, employed. So, <laughs> <laughs> Have you spent any time in San Francisco or is this another new adventure? Yeah, this is this is um, this is going to be a first time for me, and I'm really excited. Megan, um, what's in store for you? Yeah, I don't have a job yet. I'm still looking, but I'm hoping to go into the consulting field. Um, and I think Gettysburg has really prepared all of us in one way or another for our next steps, whether it's grad school or joining the workforce. I know that we were taught to be resilient and we've made the best out of this kind of last year and a half that's been on Zoom or masked up in classrooms, thankfully, for our last semester. But I know that the challenges that will be thrown our way, we can handle just because we have all those experiences from the pandemic, but also our liberal arts education. We're all good writers. We've all done more presentations than we care to admit. Um, so I just, I'm confident knowing that as soon as I land my job, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be successful in whatever that is. Well, this conversation and hearing the three of you reflect on your time here and your hopes and aspirations underscores my belief in what you just said, Megan, that the three of you are going to be more than fine in the world and the world is going to be better for the contributions that you all have made. And I just want to thank you for the four years you've spent here, the commitment you made to this college. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what all of you will accomplish and what 
the entire class of 2021 will accomplish beginning on May 18th. So thank you guys for joining me today. So much appreciated the conversation. As faithful listeners to this podcast know, we typically conclude with a slice of life from the college, one that is designed to illuminate a special dimension of this special institution. Especially in this year, however, it seems fitting to let the words of our three graduating seniors to be the final words, because nothing else can speak more powerfully to what it means to be a member of this community. Let me simply add my congratulations to the class of 2021 and my hearty best wishes for all that is ahead for this remarkable group of students. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this conversation and want to be notified of future episodes, please subscribe to Conversations Beneath the Cupola by visiting gettysburg.edu or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a topic or suggestion for a future podcast, please email news at gettysburg.edu. Thank you, and until next time.